Hey, Grace Gang, what's up? This is your anchor, Q Kwani, once again, coming to you guys with another episode. How are you doing? How's your heart doing? How's your mind doing? Listen, a lot of people, I don't think they be ready for my answers, honey. I'm just saying, I mean, sometimes... You know how somebody say, hey, how you doing? You'd be like, I'm fine. But in your heart, you know, like, do you really want to sit down and get your notepad? Because I got so much stuff that I can say to you about now. (laughs) That part, like, for real. Because one thing that I've realized is that just because you are a strong person or just because you decided, it's a choice. It's a choice every day. To get dressed, it's a choice every day to put a smile on your face. It's a choice every day to not walk around with your feelings on your chest. Or what they say, you show your feelings on your sleeve. But for those that are that are like me, those that, that actually made a decision to say whatever I am facing or whatever I'm going through or whatever um, <clears throat> life throws at me, I will not let it defeat me. In my own closed doors, okay, when I'm praying unto God or when I'm around my my most trusted friends, I can let my hair down and I can be vulnerable and I can be my, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's okay to acknowledge that you're hurting. It's okay to really answer the question, how are you doing? How is your heart doing? How is your mind doing? It is okay to be in that space with those that you trust because you have to get that out. But a lot of people will not understand your method. You're not lying to yourself. You're not, you're not in denial. You're not, none of that. It's just that you're making a choice to go about your day to not worry about what is actually going on in your life. Because guess what? Life goes on. It does. Like bills still need to be paid. I still need to get dressed and go to work. I still need to get dressed. Be honest. I still need to get dressed and go to church. And sometimes people don't want to go to church. Let's be real. Sometimes we just want to stay in our beds and we just want to, you know, not deal with anything. We all have been in places like that. And some people are still going through spaces like that. And I'm on here, honestly, to let you know that you're not you're not by yourself. You're not alone. My mom used to always say, nothing is new under the sun. Literally, like, when I read the word of God, I'd be so, I don't know why I'd be shocked, but I'd be shocked. I'd be like, dang, they had, like, stuff going on that goes on in our lives, like, right now. Like, as if because it was done, you know, before the BC days, like, (laughs) like they weren't supposed to face nothing. I don't know why I'd be thinking that. But it, it, it literally is the truth. Like, nothing is new under the sun. There is somebody in this world who either faced the same exact trial that you faced or had similarities to what you faced. And God allowed people to make it through certain trials and certain things and certain obstacles in their life because he uses our story for his glory. So today, actually... um, I wanted to touch on the subject of covenant, of God keeping his covenant with us. And I understand that we all are 
you know, facing difficult things. And some people are not. Listen, like I said last, um, I said last uh, episode that in the waiting season or in, in, in any season in our life, seasons in general, they always change from spring, fall, winter, autumn, all that. Okay, so just like in the natural is just like in the spirit. One thing I can say, whoever is in in the in the winter, there will be a spring. Who's ever in the spring, there will be a, a time where you have to go through the winter. We are not exempt from hardships. We are not exempt from happy days just because we love Christ. The thing is, we have to go through that to for God to develop what he needs to develop for his glory, for our lives, for our children's, even for ourselves. Because a lot of things that I faced personally in my life, I felt like God was punishing me. I felt like, why is this happening to me? How am I supposed to take a lesson from this? How am I supposed to take a lesson from what's going on with, 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 with what you put in front of me, God? But in all, as days went by, as hours went by, as seconds went by, before I knew it, I my eyes got clearer, my heart got lighter, it wasn't heavy anymore, and tears did not flow down my cheeks anymore every day and every night on my pillow. I started seeing what God had intended for me to see. I stopped fighting the process. And I'll allow God to show me exactly what he needed for me to see. And sometimes we honestly, sometimes you do not see anything in the whole entire process until the process is over. Sometimes it is like that. Sometimes you be sitting there like, what, what, why? Like, why God? Why? If I had a, 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 a nickel every single time I ask God why, I would be a millionaire right now. Because we never know. His timing is not our timing. His ways are not our ways. It's said it in his word. But one thing I know, one thing I know for sure is that when we turn our process and when we turn our, when we, when we do what the Bible says, cast all our cares upon God. When we do that, when we turn everything over to God and we don't handle things in our own will, in our own um, abilities, because we're not God. Sometimes we try to step in situations to be God. We can't do that. No, uh-uh. Because you're going to fail. I'm going to just be honest with you. You're going to fail. You're going to fail at it. He's the only man for the job. Only man for the job. And so we have to give it up to him. And one thing that I can say, when you do do that, he will literally be with you every step of the way. And I know sometimes it doesn't seem like it. I know it sometimes it seems like you're on your, your own. And I know it sometimes it seems like, no, don't nobody understand what I'm going through. Trust me, I don't say it all. Okay? I don't say it all. I don't believed it all. I don't went through it all. Like, I haven't went through it all because I'm, I'm, I'm only 36. But at the same, I'm just saying, like, I've, I've been in those emotions before. I've been in that state of mind before. So that's why I'm able to talk about it because I understand the process. I do. I do. I understand the process. So I was listening to my music uh, this morning as I was going through worship. And I actually was um, listening to a song that I love. I've been listening to this song probably for like a month now. Give me a second. I'm drinking my tea, y'all. My voice still cracking. But this song is by uh, 
think his name is Todd Galberth, G-A-L-B-E-R-T-H. That's his last name. And everybody know Chatler Moore. Some people don't know Chatler Moore, but that boy right there, he's so, he's so fire. It don't make no sense. But um, the song is called You Remain, okay? If you haven't heard the song, I need you to go on iTunes or Pandora, whatever, Spotify, whatever you do, boom, and look up the song by Todd Galbert called You Remain. It will bless your whole entire life. You might cry, but I ain't trying to make you cry, but I'm going to give you the lyrics that actually spoke out to me and it touched on my subject for this podcast. It says, I have seen... And been to a lot of places. I have seen people come and go. I've been through a lot of changes. One thing that I can always say. Is that you've been there. Here. Here. Every step of the way. I believe. Some wrong things. I've made. Choices that I regret. And doubted your mercy. Just from the choices that I made, I doubted your mercy. I doubted that you would forgive me. You change, you never change on me. You never gave up on me. I remind my soul that you simply, God, would not let go because. You remain. Listen. Pass the collection plate around right now so we can go ahead and collect offering because that's a sermon all by itself. Ta-da. Literally a whole (laughs) sermon by itself. Because it's so true. And after praying... And listening to that, the song lyrics, I realized that, God, I'm here today, even in the midst of whatever. I can say that I am simply here today because of your mercy, your grace, and the simple fact that you never gave up on me. You simply kept your covenant with me. What is a covenant? A covenant is an agreement or a promise made between two partners who are striving together. Keyword, together. Coexisting, together. Towards a common goal. That's why people say when people get married, they make covenants. Best friends, they make covenants. Like, I'm, you, 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 my yin to my yang. You will always be there for me, bestie. You know, that, that kind of that kind of uh, covenant, right? But but I want to talk about the covenant with God. So the, the 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 definition really struck something in me because when it said that it is a promise made between two partners who are striving together. And 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 the covenant that God makes with us, right? 
It's between him and I. It's between you and him. My question to you is, what are you doing to hold up your part of the covenant? Mm. I'm going to let that sizzle in your spirit real quick. A lot of us, I'm talking about a lot of us. A lot of us will say, God, you said, you said that you would da 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 bop, 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 and you would do this, right? God, you said that you spoke this word over my life and da da bop, 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 or we be quick. I'm talking about quick to remind God of what he said. But God is saying, okay, I know what I said. I said what I said. I was there when I said when I said it. But are you doing your part? Are you holding your end to this covenant? Because a covenant is made between two people. This promise that I've put over your life is between you and I. So are you holding your end of the covenant that God has literally placed in your life? God made covenants all throughout the Bible, all throughout his word. He has made covenants with people. And some of these covenants that he made and some of these promises, this is the point that I want to get to you. Some of these covenants that he made and some of these promises that he made over people seemed impossible. It's almost like he specializes <laughs> And making promises and covenants over people that seem impossible. It seems like all hell breaks loose. It seems like the covenant or the promise never comes easy. Am I talking to anyone out there? It seems like. God, you promised me that I will be wealthy. You promised me that I will break the generational um, spirit of poverty over my family. But yet I, I have less than a thousand dollars in my bank account. Like, I'm serious. I'm, I'm really just making like, you know, I'm just throwing things out there. I'm not talking about myself, but I'm just I'm just I'm literally putting things out there that I know that God does say to people and how it looks in reality versus what he already see. Because our God works from the ending to the beginning, not from the beginning to the end. He knows our whole story. He knows when the very covenant is going to come true. He knows that when I when first of all, when he said it to us. He already knew the ending of it. We just don't. That's the part that kills kills us that we don't know when it's going to happen. We don't know when it's when it's when it's going to come to pass. But in order to allow the promise in our in our lives that God has spoken over us or the covenant to 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 still be ineffective, right? We have to hold our end of the covenant. And sometimes that ending is not always work. It's actually spiritual. Sometimes the other end of that promise and that covenant is by faith, by believing, by speaking the word of God and holding on 
to the promise. Period. Sometimes that is exactly your end of the covenant. So God in Genesis 9, um, chapter 9, 8 through 15, God had made a covenant with Noah. Okay. God was making a covenant with Noah when he was building the ark. He said to, to he will maintain his relationship with creation by not destroying the earth with the flood again. It was not easy. But God stayed with Noah the whole entire time after he made this covenant with him. In that time, it was a drought. It wasn't raining. And Noah was not a builder. Noah did not believe, actually, that he could do it at first. But he hold on to a promise and a word from God. And even though people laughed at Noah, even though people thought he was crazy. Have you ever, I don't know why I'm talking about this, but anyway, it's a movie that's called uh, Evan Almighty, I think, or something like that. But it's kind of like a comedy uh, version of Noah and the Ark. And it kind of shows you like in time days, like how, it's the guy who played 40 year old version. He is hilarious. I can't think of his name right now. But basically, it shows you like in time on how people was looking at Evan. Evan was like straight tripping. He was going to work. Animals was following him to work. He had like because this. Oh, Jesus, that's good. Because the covenant and the promise was already said to Evan. Right. I'm talking about the movie because God came to him and told him what exactly what was going to happen. He did not have to search for the promise to come to him. I mean, he didn't have to, he had to go after the promise. The promise was coming to him. The animals was following him wherever he, they were running him down wherever he went to his job. He would go home, like all, everything that God had already said, it was already flowing into effect. And sometimes that effect that, that when God spoke the, the very promise over your life, sometimes you never see that effect. Sometimes that effect is not tangible. Sometimes it's something that we can't see. But looking at it in a natural way, as soon as God said that you were going to be in prosperity over your family and that you were going to break generational curses, even though you don't see it in your bank account, oh yes, must believe once he spoke the word over your life that it is moving in your family line. It may not even come directly through you, but the word was spoken over you. And it might be working through your nephew. It might be working through your niece right now. It's just that you don't see it because it's not happening in your life right now. You never know. God might be working on your nephew to help bless you financially to kick off your blessing. But guess what? The promises is still the promise because guess what? It's still in your bloodline. That's why it's good to not give up. That's why it's good to not doubt the word that he spoke over your life, even if you don't see it happening in your own personal life. Because what he said is what he said. So going back to Noah, 
going back to Noah. So when Noah in this part, in this part is what I want you to understand in this story, basically. In this story, I want you to understand that even though it seemed like I'm building something on nothing, Jesus, mm, I just had to take that in. Even though Noah at the time felt like I was building this ark on nothing, there's no rain. There's There hasn't been rain for a long time. The people are laughing at me. People don't believe in my dreams. People don't believe what the Lord has said to me. But I'm still building because I'm building on a word and a covenant through and a promise through God. Even though in my natural eye, I do not see why I'm, why am I building this art, Lord? Why am I building this? But the Lord has his own way. We don't understand why he does things the way he does. Could it be that he was building Noah's faith? Could it be that he had to make Noah understand that I am God and it doesn't matter if you don't see it, it will come to pass. And guess what? When it did come to pass, I bet you Noah never doubted God in his life again. Hello. Not only that, God will reveal himself through your life for other people. I bet Noah's sons. I bet Noah's wife. I bet Noah, Noah friends. Everybody that heard what Noah said, I bet you they believe God now. My, my pastor always say, check me out when it's all over. Listen, people are watching. And, and, and the, th the crazy thing is you don't really know that they watching you. They watching you go through this hard time in your life because they want to see like how in the world is she still building? Do she not see that the rain is not going to come? Does she not see that, that it's impossible? What God promised you in the covenant that he put between you, guess what? The covenant is between two people. I want you to keep that in mind. So everybody won't understand the covenant that you have with God. Everybody will not understand the promise that God has spoken over your life. Because it wasn't meant for you to understand it. That promise was between two people, me and my God. I'm going to say it again, me and my God. And whatever God has told me, I don't care. I'm going to be like Noah and I'm going to keep building. What is building? Praying, believing, fasting, feeding yourself in the word, and actually physically building yourself up. Doing what God, if God, okay, so if you want God to work out a relationship between you and a person, right? You are required to speak the word of God over that person, not to speak against that person. You are required to show love to that person, not show hate to that person. Even if it hurts, because what are you doing on that other end of that covenant? You are building. You are building. If God told you that you were going to be in prosperity, if God was going to tell you that you was going to break poverty off of your family, I need for you to start building. Start saving $5 here, $10 there, $20 there. Start doing something in that area to keep building, even when it looks like you're building a art with no rain.
in this story with Noah, after God did what he did and after he finally, because it didn't happen overnight. That's one thing we got to know too. It did not happen. He did not build this art overnight. Years. Okay. Years. I'm about to say years. It took a long time. Even in that, and this is why that song that you remain, you never change on me. God never changed his promise with Noah during that whole entire season. Some people are going to have short seasons. Some people are going to have longer seasons. But I will tell you this. God will be with you every step of the way. Not only will he be with you, he will show you glimpse of his promise. Because every time those animals came to Noah's ark, every time the promise was still showing its face to him, he had reminders every single time. His children, his sons were with him. He had support. Some God will send you support. He probably would send it to you through people that you never thought that would come, that it would never come through. But that is that is a sign that he is still with you in the midst of it. Even though you don't see the promise come to pass right now, he will send you help. He will send you some type of sign that the promise is the promise. Not only will he do that, but after he did what he did with Noah, he kept his covenant by always sending him a reminder of his promise that I will not flood the earth again. You won't, oh Jesus. What, what did he say to the, the Israelites? The, the same enemy that you see today, you will never see anymore. My God. The same ark that you had to build through that hard time in your life. Noah, you would not ever have to build the ark anymore because I made a promise to you that you would not have to go through this. God would not destroy the earth with a flood again. Noah, you won't see it no more. I, I know you had to go through some things building this. I know you had to go through some hard days. I know you had to cry. I know you was confused. I know your mind was in what is going on, God? What is going on in my life right now? This, this can't be you. What is going on? But he sent him reminders. And not only did he do that after the flood, he reminded him of the promise by a rainbow. Every time we see a rainbow, it is a reminder that God promised still to this day. My God, still years and years and years later, every time we see a rainbow, it is a reminder of the promise that God spoke over Noah's life. Shoot, that was all over uh, all of all of us because we get nerve. It's amazing. It is amazing how sometimes when we're in it, we don't see it. But but my God, I'm praying for revelation for everyone that is under the sound of my voice. That God reveals himself to you. That God reveals the why. That God reveals to you. Even, even let the load lighter. That your heart will be lighter. That your eyes will be open. And that you will have happy days. That there will be a turnaround for you soon and very soon. I decree and I declare that God is working in the midst of you building. But you have to build. You have to build. And sometimes we we have to have faith. Ain't no sometimes, all the time. All the time. All the time. 
We have to have faith. God made a promise to Abraham to make him a father over great nations. And at the time when he said this to him, Abraham and his wife, Sarah, were old and barren, honey. They were old, honey. They were like in their 90s and 100s and all this, all this mess, honey. Oh, boo-boo. I remember somebody said, <laughs> I remember somebody said in high school, it was like, your mama's so old that her breast milk was powder or something, something like that. I, I don't know why that just came to my head, but I'm silly, y'all. Y'all forgive me. But anywho, but Sarah was that old, y'all, said her breast milk was powder. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Uh, anywho, but Sarah was that old, like, but... And they had no children. And God promised him that he would be a father over many nations. God covered them saying also to them that, because he knew that this process was going to be hard. He knew that people was going to talk about them. He knew that, you know, uh, trials was going to come. God be knowing. He know. When he say something to us, he already know that you're going to even face doubt. But I'm going to speak a word over you. So when, when the, when that's why that verse said, don't think it's strange that the firing trials come to try you. <laughs> don't think it's strange because when God says something, oh, he shakes things up. What you thought, boo, that he was going to put a promise over your life and the enemy wasn't going to be upset and try to destroy that for you. His job is to kill, steal, and destroy. So, um, hello, anytime he knows that God is going to do something great, he sends all type of stuff. That's why it's important for us to pray and to bind and to loose and to have authority over the enemy because we cannot allow him to come into anything. Like I said before, this covenant is between me and God. Satan, you ain't got no say so in this. You don't have no say-so in this. This is an A and B conversation. You can see your way out for real, for real. I went old school on y'all. Because what he want to do is come and, and try to put doubt in your mind. He wants to play with your mind. He wants to have a field day. He wants to jump and have, and go to sky zone on your brain. Like he, 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 he want to have a yippee coyote uh, field day in your mind. That's what he want to do. Because that's the, that's the only way he know that he could come and try to mess you up. Or the enemy will use a evil or a bad influence in someone and use someone in your life to make things harder for you. But, but God said this promise to Abraham and Sarah. I will bless. I will bless those who bless you. And he whom dishonor you, I will curse. Tell them, don't play with me. Find somebody else to play with. Find somebody else to play with because me and my God, we don't, we don't, we don't have time. We got a promise to be working on and to be building on. I don't have time to be worried about you. I got faith to be on my mind. I don't have time to be worried about your pettiness. I ain't got time to be worried about your issues. I got time to be worried about building on this covenant that my God got with me. So with Abraham, like I said earlier, with him and Sarah, of uh, um, the, the 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 side of their the the covenant that they had to hold up was to simply believe, have faith, and to perform. I don't know who that's for, but 
your job on your end of the covenant, on your end of the promise, is to simply have faith, believe, and perform. Yeah, perform. I think that Sarah and Abraham had to have sex to have a son that they had. God did give them a son. I'm pretty sure that 90 and 100 year old people do not want to perform, honey. They like, I done seen you all my days, all my life. Honey, at this point, you know how older people, they they be like, we we like best friends all over again. Yeah, that the attraction is still there and stuff like that. But physically, I'm pretty sure they probably did not want to do that. But they still had to perform. So how many days do you feel like, Lord, I don't feel like preaching. Lord, I don't feel like worshiping. Lord, I don't feel like praying. Lord, I don't feel like um, doing your will. I don't feel like being nice today. I, I really don't. I don't feel like saying hello, good morning to my coworkers. I don't feel like doing none of that. I don't want to do nothing. <laughs> but he's saying, I need you to hold your end of this. And I need you to have faith, believe, and perform. Whatever perform you're supposed to be doing, whatever God laid on your heart, do it. Do it. Do it. Believe. Because a part of a covenant when God makes a covenant and an agreement with someone and a promise with someone, there the reason why he does that is because he's, he's not going to just give it to anyone. He gives it to those who trust in Jesus. He gives it to those who believe your trust to always remain in God. And sometimes, listen, sometimes just like Israel, with Israel, God will still be faithful in the covenant even when you are unfaithful. Ooh. Sometimes he will be faithful even when you are unfaithful. I could attest to that. I can say, listen, it's been times in my life where I literally was unfaithful to God, but he still have mercy on me. He took me, when I think about the promises of God, literally, I'm going to be transparent. When I when I think about the times where I felt like taking my own life. When I think about the times where my heart was completely broken from relationships. I'm talking about being left being left for no reason at all, being cheated on for no reason at all. These are things that I faced in my past. My mother, my mother died within a month times of finding out she had cancer, stage four cancer. We found that out in November, December, she died. How, how, how am I supposed to face that? That, that quick change in, in my life. I went from my mom being a, like able to watch my children to, to like in, in a week's change to being so weak that I had to carry her into the house, picking her off the floor because she's so weak because she failed. To a person who cooked dinner every Sunday for all her children to the point where I had to literally feed her in sure from a straw. To watch her in pain, my best friend slipping away from me in a matter of 30 days, 30 days. And my life changed. 
I am the youngest out of six children. I depended on my mom to watch my children. I depended on my mom to help me pick up my kids from school. Listen, the moment after my mom passed away, I broke up with my with one of with my daughter's father. Father. That literally it took away my help because he was upset. It took away my help, right? So I was left to take care of two children. And I did not have my mom for help. I had to change everything in my life. I had to start working at nighttime because I had to be there in the day to make sure they got ready for school. I had to take them to school. So I had to take them to school, go home, go to sleep, wake up, go to work, go home, get them ready for school, go to sleep, wake up. I had no life for years. No life. All I did was just, I was like a robot. I was like a robot. But even in that even in that state, I still had to deal with losing my mom. Like, why, why, God? Why? You knew she was the only help that I had. My father, I never knew my father. My father knew of me, but he never made the effort to get to know who I was. Do you know how much hurt and pain that is of growing up? From a, from a daughter's point of view, like, was I not worthy enough? For you to come and, and, and get to know me? Was I not worthy enough for you to come and sit with me and get to know my personality? Who I am? Am, am, am I am I am I special to you? Did you think of me? I would never know. He's dead. I would never get those answers to those questions. I would never understand why he never stepped foot back into my life because he knew I existed. I would never know. I would never know. So, so even though I faced those things, God still was there every step of the way, even when I didn't feel it. Back then, I did not know that I would be a minister. Back then, I did not know that I would have a podcast. Back then, I did not know that all of those things were pre preparing me to walk other people through their paths. Ever since my mom passed, I've always been able to speak to people about the passing of their mothers because I experienced it. I felt it. I still feel it. Sometimes you can't speak to people about things that you never experienced yourself. And sometimes we wonder why we go through things and we go through things just because we have to go through it because we, we're probably going to be there for someone else. He's going to use your story for his glory. It's so many, it's so many other things that I faced in my life. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm just not led to speak on it right now, but it's so many other things that... Woo! Stuff that probably my sisters and brother don't know because I don't utter it out of my mouth. But there is a reason for everything. God is always with us. So I don't want to make this podcast too long. Listen, this is the longest one I think I've ever made. It's going on 40 minutes and I am so sorry. But I thank you for listening. I do. One thing I will say, though, I am praying that in this season in our lives, whatever you are facing, whatever you are going through, 
that God will remind you and he will shine his face upon you and he will remind you of his promises. That he was he will make the load lighter for you. That he will shine his grace on you, your his mercy on you. And that you will be able to have the strength to keep building. That you will have the strength to keep going, to keep moving forward. It is not over. Hey, when my mom was gone, I thought it was over then. It's been almost 10 years since she's been gone. How did I get here? I don't know. <laughs> How did I get here? I do not know. The grace of God. The grace of God. This too shall pass. I am speaking to someone. This too shall pass and you will see the hand of God working do not you not do not for, forget the promise and the covenant that God has put in your life if you don't know what he said over you read your bible and you will see the promises of God he will speak to you through his word he will show you who he can be in your life he will reveal who he is in your life and what is going to happen in your life so i love you all I want to thank God for this episode and I pray that it be a blessing to your soul. I thank everyone for following me on Instagram on um, a underscore um, maze underscore and grace. That is my name on Instagram and um, a YouTube will be coming soon. So I will let you guys know about that. And I love you all and have a wonderful, wonderful week. And may God's blessings be upon you. Bye.